amazing set of worship today, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I am beyond excited as we continue our series deeper. You know, when we met as a staff and we figured that this is where God was calling us as a church and as individuals, I was beyond excited. I was so excited because I already felt God making that call on my life. And I was so excited that that call on my life and obviously on the call of our staff, that it doesn't stop there, that it was supposed to be for the entire church. And man, I'm just beyond excited about that. You know, and as Darian uh, sat me and Dan down and said, okay, here's the next series and here are the topics, I was immediately drawn to this one which is restoration comes in the deep. And yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. This is a heavy topic, but a topic that has been my life for the last six months. And we're going to kind of talk about that. And there's a lot that goes with this idea of restoration. It's, what does it mean to seek after restoration? What does that even begin to look like? And I'm going to go over some things that I think are required of us within restoration. So that first one is restoration requires realization. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the word restoration, there's two things that I wish it was. All times, I wish it was easy. Who wishes restoration was easy? Who wishes that it wasn't complicated, that we could just go in it without frustration? And the second thing I learned is that it's, it takes a while sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's not so simple. It's not, it's not so short and brief as much as I'd wish it was. You know, about a, about a month ago, you know, my, my son was in the hospital, for those of you who don't know. And we were in the hospital for about a week, and this was such a prime example, as I've been building this sermon, of frustration in restoration. Because, you know, my, my son had these, like, breathing tubes hooked up to him because he didn't have enough oxygen levels. And he hated them. Like, just absolutely despised them. He was constantly ripping them out. <laughs> and I remember at one point, I actually had to, like, basically put him in a straitjacket. Like, I had to wrap the blanket around him so tight so that he couldn't get at it. See, my son was in a desperate need to be restored, a desperate need to be healed and restored. And but he didn't realize that of what was happening was for his benefit. You know, he didn't realize that these annoying little tubes in his ears were going to be such a benefit to him getting better and were so important to him getting better. I don't know about you, but often we don't realize that we need restoring either. You know, a lot of times in our life when we are going through the motions it's so much easier for us just to put our heads down and just keep walking, right? I just, if I just put my heads down and look down at the ground and keep moving and ignore the fact that I am in need of restoration, then that's easier, right? Right? That's just so much easier if I just put my head down and just move forward. Right? Isn't that easier? Just to pretend that it's that I don't need it, just to pretend that I don't need it. See, this is where I've been the last six months. 
I've been in a state, well, six months ago is when I finally realized that I needed it, that I needed to be restored, that I needed God's inner work. You see, uh, see, we are part of an, an amazing district, and about six months ago, I went on this um, youth pastor retreat that's put on by district. You know, and, and originally I wasn't going to go, because I was like, well, that, that costs money, and that's time, and I don't really need a vacation. And I wasn't going to go, and, you know, um, the youth pastor over at St. Albert Alliance asked me if I was going to go, and I was like, no, I'm not going to go. And he's like, well, why not? I'm like, well, it's cost money, and I don't, like, I don't think I should take a week off work. And he was like, it is work. Like, you're coming to a retreat put on by district. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, and I'll pay for you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's, it's a free ride. I'll go. <laughs> you know, and, and I just thought I was going to go. You know, sit in the hot tub, relax on the beach, like, just like not, I didn't think that that was going to really get anything out of it. You guys think I got something out of it? <laughs> yeah, it was, God just smacked me in the face. <laughs> That's how I like to put it. You know, and because I came to this realization that I was broken, that I was hurting, that I was damaged that I needed restoration, that God was doing a deep work in me. You know, and something that God brought me to um, on this retreat was one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's, it is like my life verse. I go back to it time and time again, so it was quite evident that when I was in this, God was like, I'm going to bring you back to this verse that means so much to you, which is 1 Peter 5, 10 through 11. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has the power needed to do this forever and ever. Amen. See, isn't, isn't that amazing? This realization that I needed restoration. So if restoration is so freely offered to us, why do we choose to ignore it? Right, you know, often that I think about, especially when we talk about going deeper, you know, we talked about that this is a call that God's making on our lives. He's calling us deeper. You know, Darren used this illustration of, of you know, the shoreline and the shallows and the deep. And I often think that we like to stay in the deep because it's familiar. But here's something that I'm going to tell you. The shallows, which is where we like to stay because the shallows is familiar. It's not safer than the deep. You know, we like to remain in the shallows because we think if we go into the deep, that's where suffering will happen. That's where pain will happen. Yeah, there will be suffering in the deep. There will be pain in the deep. But guess what? There's also pain and suffering in the shallows. I've been there. You know, I thought that if I didn't go deeper with God, I thought that if I remained stagnant and just put my head down and moved forward, then I wouldn't need, then I wouldn't experience pain. I wouldn't experience suffering. I wouldn't experience trials. But I did. And then I've been figuring out, well, why, why is this happening? It's because there's no promise that says the shallows is any safer or easier than the deep. It's not. But here's the beautiful thing is that once we come to this realization that we need restoration, we often 
become aware of what I call the gap, not the store. <laughs> See, if I need restoration, and I'm over here because I'm broken, I'm damaged, I'm hurting, the gap is where Jesus is. The gap is where he's calling me to be. And some of our gaps are shorter than others. You know, some people's restoration's journey is short, and that's awesome. I'm very glad for you. You are lucky. <laughs> And some of our restoration journey is longer. Sometimes our gap is all the way over here. And you're like, oh, that's a, that's a long path. <laughs> but it's a path that Jesus is leading us on. And that's what I'm so excited about, is that Jesus is leading us onto a path of restoration. So re before we get into my next point... I just want to read this verse that I'm going to come back to time and time again throughout this uh, sermon, which is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I always will have more than enough. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness. So that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness. Fear will never conquer me for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. Your, the comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all that I can drink until my cup overflows. So why should I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. Amen. Amen. Right? This is an amazing passage of scripture that we're going to go back to time and time again because it's so pivotal. So we come to this point where we realize that we need restoration. Right? Because I, I, I know I need it. I'm still working on it. I came to that realization, but then there's the next step. So it's a step that I find is probably going to be the hardest for most of you. It was the hardest for me, which was this. Restoration requires release. Oh. <laughs> I, felt the, I felt that. <laughs> um, so when I, when I went on this youth pastor's retreat, we engaged in something called listening prayer. Anybody know who that is? You know what that is? It's just this idea where you just ask God a simple question and you wait for a response. And you spend your time listening to him. And the guy that was leading it, uh, he made us ask this question, what do I need to release? What do I need to release? And, you know, often we're going to need to ask that question as we engage in that. But before I get to what the answer was for that, I want to read a passage of Scripture. Because before we can understand what we need to release, we need to understand and know the voice of God. We need to understand and know what Jesus is saying. So I want to go to is John 10, 1 through 16. This is a big chunk of Scripture, but we're going to get through it. <laughs> so Jesus went over it again. I speak to you an eternal truth. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal. But the sheep never listen to them, for I am the gateway. 
to enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come, come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in fullness until you overflow. Amen, right? Isn't that amazing? For I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd. Because he has no heart for the sheep. He will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. And then the wolf mauls the sheep, drags them off, and scatters them. I alone am the good shepherd. And I know those whose hearts are mine, for they recognize me and know me. Just as my father knows my heart and I know my father's heart. I am ready to give you my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that will gather which are not of this Jewish flock. And I, their shepherd, must lead them too. And they will follow me and listen to my voice. And I will join them into the flock with one shepherd. See, here's, here's the wonderful thing is that Jesus is, is leading us. He has a desire to lead us. You know, in Psalms 23, it says, you know, lead me into the still waters, lead me to your green pastures. That's where God wants to lead us, a place of restoration. But that re requires a little bit of trust on our part. So when I went on this retreat, and we engaged in that listening prayer, and I was brought before God, and I was like, okay, God, what do I need to release? I got this awful word. Control. <laughs> because we want to control things. You know, when, when we seek that we need restoration, we're, we're thinking, okay, God, uh, this is our seven paths to restoration. Okay, God, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this, 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 that, this, and that. And then we'll get there. <laughs> God's like, that, no, what are you doing? What makes you think that that's how I'm working? You know, and... Uh, a lot of us just need to get into a place of trust with God. See, and releasing is, is beyond control. There's more things that are sometimes holding us back from restoration. Because maybe other things are getting in your way. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's your past mistakes. Maybe it's anger. There's many different things that hold us back from releasing things onto God. And here's the thing is that there's this guy that wants to keep us complacent. They want us, to, see the enemy, he wants to keep us in our shame. He wants to keep us in, that think that we have control. He wants to keep us in anger. Because then we remain in the shallows. If I think that I need to be in control, I can't get into the deep. You know, if I, think, if I remain in my anger, I can't get into the deep. You know, earlier in the series, Darian has said that the deep requires surrender. So does restoration. Because restoration happens in the deep. Here's the thing that we don't get is that, is that if we remain the shallows broken, where our wounds cut deep, where we feel damaged and broken, if you ask God to keep filling you up, it's only going to pour out. Because we cannot find restoration in the shallows. 
Restoration only comes in the deep. But that means we need to trust God. You know, in Matthew 6, yeah, Matthew 6, <laughs> um, Jesus is talking to his disciples. We're not going to put it on the screen, I'm just going to quote it. <laughs> and, he's, and he's mentioning to them, but these disciples are worried about life. You know, and Jesus says, like, do you see the birds? Do I not feed them? Do you see those flowers over there? Are they not clothed in the most brilliant of colors? So if God in heaven is feeding and clothing them, then why are you worrying? See, we, <laughs> I say we, because this is where most of us are at, is that we are often in a place where we're holding on, right? Because I'm like, this is so much easier if I'm in control, because then I don't need to let go, because then I can just hold on and put my head down and pretend like nothing's happening. So if I just put my head down and I just... Keep moving, and it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> but eventually these things are going to come to the surface, guys. <laughs> and we need God for this. We need Jesus for this. We need him. We can't keep remaining complacent. We can't keep putting our heads down and expecting life to be okay. Especially when it's not See, God has a desire for us to be restored, but it requires us putting our trust in him. And yeah, here's the, here's the really kind of scary part about this is that when we truly get excited about restoration, the guy that wants to keep you complacent, you now got his attention. So I, I remember after I left for this retreat, I was feeling so on fire for God. You know, you can talk to my youth team, you can talk to Darren, you can talk to these people. How excited I was after, because I felt like God had begun an inner healing in me. And I felt excited, I, w I felt like my passion had been reignited to, the, to its full flame. And I remember I met with Peter, I'm sure a lot of you guys know Peter, he's on our board and our elder team. He's a, a really incredible guy, and I remember I was talking to him and I was sharing this stuff with him. And I said this thing to him, that I think... I kind of regret saying. <laughs> you guys ever do that sometimes? You just say something, you're like, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> Which, I, I said this, I, I said for the first time in my life, I think the devil's worried about me. I think he's scared about me. <laughs> you guys want to know what happened next? <laughs> he came after me. <laughs> With the ferocity, you know, and that's part of this restoration is when we actually release things onto God, we draw attention. Because we're moving forward. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11, it says this, If you bow low in God's amazing presence, he will exalt you as you leave timing in his hands. That's hard. <laughs> Pour out all your worries and stresses upon him and leave them there. For he tenderly cares for you, and be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong and vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world 
are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. So before we get to the amazing part of this passage, (laughs) I want to stick here for a little while. Because this is, this passage is really vital. (laughs) You know, and this is the same passage I read earlier, just the before part, the (laughs) things that we learned to talk about. We talked about how our suffering is brief and there'll be restoration, but we don't, we forget to mention that that brief moment is God's brief. It's not our brief. You know, we hear the word brief and we think, okay, I'll be better in two weeks. (laughs) That's not how it works. And you know, when I went in this retreat and God had called me to restoration, you know, he, he laid before me this path. And I was like, okay, God, how long is this path going to take? And I heard the word years. <laughs> I was like, that's not brief. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but it's this amazing thing is that God is willing to restore us. God is building this life for us, but we are often getting distracted. It's just always be alert. Because the enemy is a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That is, there's nothing more true than that statement. You see, and sometimes the devil does huge attacks. Sometimes it's these big whoppers that makes you frozen. But more often than not, he's a lion nipping at your heels. And that's where the complacent comes in. Because that's where I was for, honestly, years. I didn't think I needed restoration, and I just put my head down and walked forward. And the devil was nipping at my heels to try to stop me from ever seeking restoration. See, but here's the beautiful part. It says this. The God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has the power and you need to do this forever and ever. Amen. This isn't just a scripture. This is a promise. God has promised restoration. God has promised that. This is not a mistake. Your calling to restoration is God's promise. And it's a promise he intends to keep. But what are you willing to give up for it? Are you willing to let go? Are you willing to give up control? To give up your shame? To give up your sin? To give up your anger for it? Because I know I am. I'm tired of living like this. (laughs) I am. You know, are, are we trusting God to restore us? Or is the fear of the enemy nipping at your heels holding you back? Because I, I, know, I know it was for me. <laughs> that sucks. And we often sit and wonder... Okay, God, where do, we, where do we go from here? Okay, God, what do I do from here? This is where we get to our third point. This beautiful point, which is restoration requires retreat. This is the good part. This is the exciting part. This is the, uh, like, okay, God, I finally get rest. Well, sometimes. 
I want to read Psalms 23 again, which says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters where he restores and revives my life. That part's amazing. I love that part. This part is so exciting because God is leading us. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of brightness so I can bring honor to his name. Here's Here's where restoration comes in a lot of times. Once restoration begins an inner work in us, I'm no longer... I am no longer walking the path that God has laid before me so that I can get restoration because that's selfish. I'm walking that path so I can restore, so that I can bring honor to his name. And because I do that, I get restoration. Yeah. Because I do that, I get restoration. And it is amazing. And even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, Here's the hard part, (laughs) is that when we walk the path that God is walking along for us, sometimes he he takes us through valleys. Sometimes the path that God has laid before us isn't an easy path. That, That is a lie that a lot of Christians were told early on, is that if you accept Jesus, your life will be better, your life will be easy. I know I heard that lie. Nowhere does it say that in Scripture. You know, in fact, Scripture, on time and time again, talks about our suffering, talks about our struggles, talks about how this isn't an easy path we walk. And that, yeah, there will be green pastures, and yeah, there will be still waters that will revive your life, but there also will be dark valleys. That's part of the journey, that's part of the process. But fear will never conquer me, for you already have. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want control to be the anchor of my life. I don't want fear to be the anchor of my life. I don't want sin to be the anchor of my life to control me. I want Jesus to be. Because when I talk about retreat, restoration requires retreat. A better way of saying is restoration requires Jesus. Because Jesus is the retreat. Jesus is the one that I go to to find restoration. He is the one that I go to to find life. Because fear will never conquer me, for he already has. For his authority is my strength and my peace. (sighs) The comfort of your love takes away my fear. And I will never be lonely, for you are near. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This, this is what I love. Remember that devil that roams around like incessantly? Well, guess what? Jesus is preparing a table for you in front of him. Not just to be like, hey, look, I'm feeding Spencer. But to say, hey, look, Spencer or Joy or whoever is in the audience today is saying, they're in my presence. They're in my retreat. Say, yeah, you can roam around looking for someone to devour. But as long as I'm in the presence of the Lord, as long as I'm in the retreat of Jesus, he can do nothing. He's just going to nip at your heels. He'll never get them, though. He'll never get you if you remain in the presence of the Lord. 
And this is why this talk is so important to me. It's because so often we do this thing where, where we go on the path that Jesus has laid before us. And we walk that path and we're finding restoration. And then something happens in our life. You, you know, whether it be you make a mistake, maybe you fall into sin again. Or maybe it's life, because life throws curveballs all the time. And then all of a sudden, you fall off the path. And then you're wandering. See, I believe a lot of times when we're walking in those dark valleys, they seem longer because we strayed from the path. And then I'm just wandering in darkness, going, why is this taking so long? I thought the valley was brief. It's because I got off the path. Yeah, God was leading me through a forest, but there was a path. There was a path through that dark valley. And for some reason, I wandered off of it. And then I'm annoyed when restoration doesn't come. But if we remain on that path, he will make a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He will anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. I know I felt that this morning. This is a promise that God is making. You know, he can give me all that I can drink until my cup overflows, so why should I fear the future? The future can worry about itself. I'm worried about what God is doing in my life right here, right now. Uh, I'm worried about how can I honor God right here, right now. What can I do in God's presence in this moment? Because only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And those things are stronger than any enemy. Those things are stronger than any persecution, any struggle, any shame, any thought of control. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I will return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so good. And... See, here's the thing, is that Jesus is our retreat. Right? We know that to be true. We know that Jesus is our retreat. That Jesus is the place where we go to find peace, where we go to find rest. Where I can go and I can give him my worries on his timing and he will restore me. So where are you going to do that? Right? I, so often in our lives, we get busy and then we forget about Jesus. That sucks. <laughs> See, when, when, I was on this, when I was on this retreat, the last kind of breakout session we had, the guy leading it said, like, where are you going to find your secret place? What is your secret place with God? Where is your green pasture and still water? So we can't just like live our lives and not find that place to be alone with God. Because God desires to personally restore you. And how can he do that if you're not going into the presence with him? How can God personally restore you if you are not constantly engaging to be in his presence? I need, we need to seek after him with vigorous faith. See, Jesus is calling us deeper. He is. Jesus is saying, you need to swim out into the deep. Swim out with me. 
Let's be alone. Be in the retreat with me because if you're going to remain in the shallows, this isn't going to happen. If we remain in the shallows, this will never happen. And while I was on this retreat, you know, I spent a lot of time in prayer and in scripture when I was on this youth pastor's retreat, which was very life transformative for me. I, God kept showing me this passage, which is Psalms 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. Restoration. See, a complete restoration... God's not interested in partial. God's interested in complete restoration. He's interested in taking apart and giving you new things. You know, when... I, I remember when me and my... When my wife bought this, like, really old couch. Like, this old, like, ratty thing. <laughs> and her and her, her, and her mom, so my, my mother-in-law, they rebuilt it. They tore it apart, restored it. It was this long process. It was hard. It was difficult. I remember watching them. I, I helped sometimes, but I have to feel like I was more in the way than helping. See, God is interested in a complete restoration. Not partial. Complete. He needs to create in me a clean heart, oh God. Put in me a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore in me the joy of my salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. You know, this, this whole series, we've been, at every opportunity, we've given people the chance to, take, to accept Jesus for the first time. That doesn't stop today. <laughs> Maybe you're here today and you're on the shore. And you feel broken. You feel hurt. You feel damaged. You've let control. You always want to be control. You're going to have trouble releasing things. But maybe today you're saying, man, I'm willing to release. Man, I'm ready to enter into restoration. Man, I'm ready to enter into this process. you're hearing that today, that restoration requires realization, that restoration requires release, and that restoration requires retreat. So if that's you today, so everyone's, everyone's going to close their eyes right now. Just slip your hand up. If you feel like you want to give that step over to Jesus, then just slip up your hand. That's so good. That's so good. You know, God is doing a deep work this place. Because God calls us deeper and he calls us into restoration. And here's the best part is that we're not done yet. You know, I, I want to invite the healing team up. So, you know, when we talk about restoration and we talk about healing, I want to give you an opportunity to experience that. So I just get everyone to stand today. Just stand as we get ready to close this out. 
If you're here today and you're saying, man, I need restoration. Man, I need that, but I don't know how to enter into this. I don't know how to release things. I don't know how to let go. Well, this amazing team, and they are truly an amazing team, are going to help you through that. If you need to let something go, release something so that you can enter into restoration, come forward and get prayer. Let that restoration process begin. Let that healing process begin. So dear God, I just, I invite you into this place. I invite your Holy Spirit in. That you have already stirred the hearts of your people, God. And that everyone that needs restoration, that they would come forward. That they wouldn't let fear or control or shame or sins hold them back from seeking you. Hold them back from chasing after you, from walking the path that you have laid before them. I just pray a blessing over them. That there's nothing holding them back from entering deeper, from going deeper with you, God. I pray this in your mighty and holy name. Amen.